You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, one way to describe a new devotional called Everyday Prayers for Faith is really a journey through the promises of our faithful God. This is described by the author Aaron Warren, who's passionate about equipping and encouraging women to discover God's truth for themselves. And that's why she's written this and other resources. Aaron, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, you know, I wanted to start where you end, day 30. God is faithful to return, because through all of this that we're going to be talking about, that's an important place to start, to know that um, where we are isn't where we will be, right? Oh, absolutely. We live in this, We, you know, the Christian way we often say it is we live in this already, but not yet. Um, but I, you know, it, it brings so much hope knowing that this isn't it. You know, that this is, you know, one day he will return. One day he will restore all things. And that gives us so much hope when we are facing hard circumstances or going through things and situations that weren't what we expected. Um, It's one of my favorite promises. Yeah. And even in this resource, you talk about difficulties in your family is and has been walking through with, with health challenges. Can you just share a little bit about that story with us? Absolutely. My, um, you know, I, I grew up in a Christian home and I lived what I would probably call, you know, just a, a pretty great life, you know, and there wasn't a lot of hardship in um, what I walked through, um, through my early years and um, always had faith, always, you know, believed in God. I, I was even on, you know, staff at a church and had led Bible studies and all these things. And then um, my husband was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, a chronic illness, and it was the first time that I really had to come face to face with this idea that sometimes we go through suffering that doesn't end, and um, we go through hard circumstances that will be part of our lives for the rest of our lives. And um, you know, I had always been able to kind of go through seasons where. I would, you know, say, okay, well, that was kind of hard, and but it's over now, and I can just take that, and I can just put it back on the shelf and tie a nice little bow on it and just be like, here's what God did in this season. But, you know, we talk about, like, peaks and valleys and things like that, and now it's time to get back on the mountaintop and, and get out of this valley. But um, the Lord just really, in that season, gripped my heart um, for a passion for His Word and, and finding His character in the Word. Um, and that is what really um, gave me the solid foundation to stand on was coming to Scripture for myself, looking for the character of God instead of looking for pictures of me, um, understanding that the book, that the Bible is a book about him. And um, we, you know, continued, you know, he, we got him in a good place. He's doing really well. And then 2020 hit. <laughs> and as we're kind of coming out of that, I'm like, okay, we made it, we made it. Um, my son was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, which is just a grueling 24 um, 7, always on call, always on, you know, um, situation. And so again, we found ourselves kind of on our knees asking the Lord just to continue. Um, to, to walk with us. And he has been so faithfully present and he has been um, just such, has proved himself over and over and over. And, and it has forced me to really look at scripture and go, what did God really promise us? But I think a lot of times we think, you know, 
we say yes to Jesus and then we get this great life and nothing ever goes wrong and it's hard but we live like you said Eric we live in this world where um you know this is not our our home and it's marred by sin and brokenness and um but he is still so faithful um to to hold to his promises and that's really what everyday prayers for faith is about it's about the promises that he has made us and that we know Hebrews 10, 23 tells us that he who promised is faithful. And so because of that, we can hold fast to him and to our faith. You know, you've had themes of joy and peace and patience. And as I'm hearing your story, I'm wondering if those were kind of setups so that you could get to faith, because as your life progresses and as things kind of go outside of where you wanted them to go or where you thought they were going to go, those are important building blocks. But faith is really the foundation of all these things, isn't it? It really is. Um, you know, I think um, faith is where all of it starts, and it's really hard to have joy and peace and patience if you don't understand who God is first and foremost. And um, so much of uh, our faith is, um, you know, we've, we've got to start there. And, and once we understand who God is, it's a whole lot easier to hold on to faith when we understand his character and when we understand what he's promised us and we, we can hold on to that because we see him faithfully um, fulfilling that promise. And then I think that the rest of these fruit of the spirit that um, he so graciously is and then shares with us. Um, they just become more natural in those situations. It's a lot easier to have joy when you understand this world is not our home. It's a great, you know, when we understand how long suffering and patient he is with us, it's a lot easier for us to be patient with others. Um, And when we understand that he's our peace, that, um, you know, even when our world is not peaceful, we can still have peace because we have Jesus. Yeah, Everyday Prayers for Faith is the resource. It's a 30-day devotional helping us find confidence in God no matter what with Aaron Warren. And you said there are some misconceptions we commonly have about faith. What are one or two of those misconceptions? Well, I think one of the things that we often think about is we think of faith as this like all-encompassing thing that we get. So we say yes to Jesus, we surrender our life to Him, and then we think we have this perfect faith. And I think um, faith is something that grows. It's something, um, this is something I've been teaching through the Gospel of Mark, and it's this theme that we see throughout the Gospel of how he, um, this idea of seeds and growing And so these seeds of faith are planted and they grow throughout time. And I think one of why this is can be a dangerous misconception is because um, when something happens in our life that causes us to question our faith, we start to question the whole thing because we think, um, you know, well, I'm questioning my faith, but I've, I, I, I'm saved. I said yes to Jesus. So, um, you know, why am I questioning my faith? But faith is something that God develops in us and grows in us as we go through life. Um, And so it requires time. And um, he's, like I said, so long-suffering and patient with us. Um, I think the other thing is that we just often relate God's faithfulness to our good earthly circumstances. And this was really the catalyst for the book. Um, In my story, you know, we 
we often say God is faithful when something good happens in our life. So, you know, something we've been praying for, you know, we want the job or we want the marriage or we want the the healing. And so when we say God is faithful in those situations, I think it opens us up to questions. So the person who didn't get the healing, the person who did get the diagnosis they didn't want to, does that mean God isn't faithful to them? And so I think it's really important for us to be able to to truthfully and re- redefine God's faithfulness so that we understand it's that He keeps His promises and that we can then, and that's why I love this book, is that it goes through some of those you know, promises that He has made to us um, so that we are we are accurately portraying who he is and his faithfulness um, as we go through all of these things in our lives. Yeah, I was going to ask you, why does God use the soil of suffering to plant that mustard seed of faith? Why does he do that to us? Why why are we um, impacted by that so much? And how does he use that suffering then? Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of these um, really powerful, but also things promises that it's great, but at the same time, we're like, why, God, why? <laughs> um, but, you know, I um, I have a Bible study called Stories from the Wilderness, and it kind of follows the, um, the Israelites' journey through the wilderness. And I think one of the misconceptions I always had is that the wilderness was a punishment that God had taken them into the wilderness because they they were disobedient to him and they had to spend 40 years wandering. But when you read in Exodus 13, he actually purposely led them into the wilderness because um, when we are in, there's something about being in those seasons and in that place that makes us poised and positioned to see God in a way we wouldn't otherwise. Um, you know, and you think of all the miracles and all the names of God that are revealed to the Israelites in the wilderness. And it was a way for him to say, this is who I am. And I think a lot of times when we are going through hard times, it's the times where we get to see who he truly is. And none of us are immune, whether you follow God or not, um, you're going to go through hardship. And so um, I think what hope and what grace and what um, mercy he has that that he can take what is hard and awful and he can use it to refine us. Um, he can use it to sanctify us. He can use it to show us who he is. And um, it just takes a humble heart to, to come before him. Um, in those seasons, I've learned to stop asking why and ask how. And I have seen the Lord um, show up time and time again in our hard circumstances Um and and fulfill these promises to us. Earlier, we were talking about Noah and his radical obedience to God's call on his life, even though it might have been confusing for him at the time. And you talk about, in your book, rainbows and reflecting on it. Talk to me about what you say, because I know rainbows first kind of appear in Scripture out of that story. So what does that mean for us today, just God's promise that he showed us through that story and rainbows. I think growing up as a child, hearing the story, I was always like, you know, God promises he's not going to flood the earth again. And, you know, I'm a fellow Floridian. So, you know, like in the summer when it's pouring down rain, I'm like, well, and the beautiful rainbows come out. You're like, okay, it's, you know, God's not going to flood the earth again. Here we go. Um, but as I, as I have grown up and as I have studied, um, 
more deeply, I have come to understand that the rainbow that God paints in the sky is more than a mere promise that he's never going to kill off the entire earth again. It's a promise that he's going to be merciful and forbearing of our sin, that he's going to be long-suffering with us. And hidden in that promise is the promise of another way. Um, the The rainbow is a reminder to us that God in his mercy would send us a redeemer that he would send Jesus and our, our Savior and Messiah. Um, yeah, he is, has faithfully fulfilled that promise. Um, in Genesis 9, 16, it's, um, God says, When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. That the rainbow still today is an everlasting covenant between us and God. That is a covenant for us as well. Um, it is a sign forever that God is faithful and that He's trustworthy. And so when we see a rainbow, we can remember that He sent Jesus, that He He made a way for us to have that restored relationship with Him, and that He is faithful and trustworthy, and um, we can have confidence in Him because of that. Yeah, day 27 talks about how he is faithful to restore us. You just use that word, yeah. that restoration. The, the world was destroyed. It was flooded. There was nothing, but he built it back. He restored it. He does the same in our life as we as we go about destroying things in our life. Uh, if we are um, committed to him and, and confess our sins, he restores our life. He, he brings us back to where we need to be. It's not that we've lose that we've lost him. It's that he restores us. And that's the good news, isn't it? Amen. Yes. Um, I love, um, and in that day, I talk about um, 1 Peter 5.10. There's uh, a verse where he says that um, that after you have suffered a little while, God himself will restore you. And um, in the context, Peter is writing to a, the persecuted church. Um, but uh, I love that. I'm a word nerd, so I love looking up original language and things. Um, that Greek word means to adjust down to fully functioning, to restore. Um, and so it's this, you know, I think a lot of times we think of restoration as additive, like, oh, he's going to add back everything that I lost. Um, but his restoration is more like if you think of restoring an old table where you are you know, scraping away the grit and the grime. And sometimes it's really painful Um, But what he restores in us is so beautiful when he kind of gets us back to fully functioning followers of God that we are um, uh, surrendered to him and and surrendered to the process that he's taking us on as he restores us and makes us more like him. Everyday Prayers for Faith, Finding Confidence in God No Matter What is the 30-day devotional we've been talking to, uh, talking about with Aaron Warren, the author. Aaron, thank you so much. Really appreciates you just mining the jewels out of your life, out of what God has brought you through, and also what you're learning in the Word and putting it in this resource for us. We appreciate it. Thanks, Bridget and Eric, and so thanks. So thankful that he has just given me the opportunity to share.